Welcome to the Personal Injury Marketing Minute, where we quickly cover the hot topics in the legal marketing world. I'm your host, Lindsay Busfield. In an ideal world, you would post an ad and all the best cases would immediately flow your way, and only the best cases would flow your way. But oftentimes, you will get calls from people who are looking for a lawyer, and you just don't provide the service they're looking for. Either they don't know what type of lawyer they need, or you simply don't take their specific type of case. This is especially true in the world of employment law. Many employment lawyers hone in on a particular facet. Some serve companies, some serve employees, some take discrimination cases, others don't. Brandon Banks is an employment lawyer in San Francisco who is here to discuss how he targets the right kinds of cases for his practice and what he does with the extras. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm a fan of the podcast and have listened to episodes, so I feel honored to be here. Oh, well, thank you so much. You're too kind. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your practice. Yeah, well, uh, I'm a born and raised San Franciscan. I uh, was actually a San Franciscan, uh, San Francisco public defender before uh, venturing out, out on my own and starting my own law firm. And so uh, I think in some ways I'm a real San Franciscan through and through. And so even though we take cases all across California, we're actually still based here uh, locally in SF. And so, uh, yeah, it feels good to be serving the city, at least partially, that I was uh, born and raised in. It's a great way to contribute to your community. So what types of cases do you take on? We focus mostly on wrongful termination cases. Uh, the wrongful termination, at least in California, uh, has to be based in something that violates public policy. And so it can be anything from disability discrimination, pregnancy discrimination, gender discrimination, or for uh, some form of retaliation for like blowing the whistle on illegal activity, like in whistleblower cases. And so we really focus on those that were wrongfully terminated and kind of go from there. Um, well, why do you exclusively work with those um, who have been wrongfully terminated? What was your passion getting into this? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I, I think that we in America, we actually spend a lot of our lives working. And, you know, some of us even at least partially define ourselves by the work that we do. And so I think that when a person is terminated through no fault of their own, after dedicating some time, years uh, into their career, uh, that can really take a toll on you know your emotional and financial well-being. And so I think really being able to help someone who is going through something like that uh, really uh, makes me happy. It makes me happy to get seek justice for those who, who were wrongfully terminated for no fault of their own after trying to do their best to do a good job. That's an amazing point. Uh, it's something that we don't necessarily think about, but really comes to us as second nature, where we introduce ourselves to someone new. And it's like, oh, you know, my name's Lindsay. Oh, okay, Lindsay, what do you do? And that is just such a part of your life. You spend, you know, eight hours of your night or your day asleep, you know, hopefully, um, and then another large chunk of your life doing whatever it is that you you do that is what you do and what you do is is who you are and that's such a huge part of your identity i you know i applaud you for uh for treating it as the, such an important thing that it is but as an employment lawyer uh, people are looking for employment lawyers for all different types of cases 
And it can, I'm sure, be really frustrating to have people approach you with cases that you don't necessarily take. So you want to focus your efforts on attracting the specific types of cases that, that you want to represent. How do you go about attracting those specific types of cases? Yeah, another great question. I I uh, am pretty active on social uh, social media, just letting uh, my community or network on social, letting uh, them know what type of cases I'm interested in or what we focus on. Uh, I also am pretty active locally or tried my best to stay pretty active locally in the community. Even, for example, last night I was uh, guest lecturing at the University of San Francisco School of Law. And, you know, I was speaking on a different topic, but inevitably people kind of ask me, you know, what do you do? And I'll try to let them know and let them know the type of cases we focus on and why. So I just try to, you know, really focus my efforts on being clear on what it is that we're interested in, what it is that we do. And I hope that people kind of get the message and the, those referrals kind of come from there. That is helpful. The more that you can get out in the community and make a correlation between your name and the specific type of practice area that you represent, especially with wrongful termination cases, you would think that those would be incredibly common. And I mean, everybody who is out in the in the workplace now, you know, that is a, a big fear. Uh, having that job security is crucially important. And everybody could be wrongfully terminated at any any moment. Um, so the more that you can do to really connect yourself as an advocate and a, um, a pillar of support in your community for people who are out on the job is, is a great way to, to attract those cases. Um, but what are some of the marketing challenges that you face in San Francisco? Yeah, San Francisco is, uh, I think, pretty similar uh, to other major cities and maybe even throughout the state of California where uh, marketing is challenging. I mean, it's a very competitive marketing landscape. There are a lot of big firms that have been around for a really long time uh, that spend a lot of money on marketing. So uh, it gets really competitive. But I, I think that, you know, overall, uh, you know, I try to really do a decent job of just uh, branding. And I think branding in a lot of ways is about uh, letting people know what's different about you. And, I, and although I, at one point I used to feel like that was something that was so hard to do and challenging, I think that the reality is, and you know, I, I, I don't know where I read this from, but you know, you know, people uh, talk about branding and I think it makes it really complicated, but the reality is, is that you as a person and ultimately as a company, will uh, naturally have certain things that make you unique. You know, we're all individuals and we all have different personalities and things that make us different from another person. And I think that uh, people see that. If you're your authentic self and you put yourself out there uh, in an authentic way, people will naturally see what makes you different from another law firm uh, and, you know, another lawyer. And I think that, and so ultimately, I think people's tribe ultimately finds them. Uh, and if you just be authentic, be yourself, and put yourself out there, uh, people will have the opportunity to choose you from other law firms and other lawyers. We could do an entire podcast on how to brand yourself and position your best attributes in a way to, to set yourself apart. And I think that that is a really organic way um, to capture some of the market share especially when you are competing against some of those established giants with giant budgets, um, you know, putting what makes you special and what makes you unique 
um, out there for people so that they can choose you, uh, but, you know, making sure that you're doing it in a way where they're able to find you. And that's, you know, backed up by your, your marketing efforts. Absolutely. And so when people do approach you with a type of case that you don't handle, how do you respond? What do you do with those cases? Yeah. So when you focus on a niche like wrongful termination, which is like a subcategory of employment law, there's a lot of cases that you don't take or don't handle. You know, we get a decent amount of calls from people reaching out for different kinds of employment work or just different practice areas in general that we don't handle. And so I try to do my best to compile a list of uh, different law firms that we may be able to refer cases to, because I think ultimately, you know, someone calls and it's something that we can't help with. We at least want to do our best to try to lead them in the right direction. It's not to say that a particular law firm will guarantee take a case, but if you can help someone out, uh, kind of direct them or guide them and, and you know, put them on the right course, I think they tend to appreciate that as well. And so uh, we have a list of uh, referral partners and people that we send cases to, but just being honest, I can always use more because uh, I think that the reality is it's really helpful to have some form of rapport with the firm that you're sending cases to. And, you know, it just just so you know that one, that's the kind of case that they would be interested in. And two, uh, there's it's a little bit of a warm handoff. You're not just kind of sending off somebody blind. And so I'm always looking for more people to uh, refer cases to and to work with. That's a great way to do it. Building referral networks and referral partnerships um, is a really great business operation strategy, um, especially you know when they're sending leads back to you. But you have a great point with getting to know uh, the law firm. Make sure that you know they're they're decent people that they take these cases. But also when your name is being attached to a recommendation, you want to vet them to make sure that they are going to do right by that client, both for their own sake and for the client's sake, but also for the sake of your own personal reputation. So that's an extra step that is incredibly important that I think a lot of people miss. So what advice do you have for lawyers in any sector who are wanting to target a specific type of case? Yeah, I think... For me, it's been mostly about putting yourself out there to your local community first and then expanding from there. I think, you know, a part of what we were talking about with referrals is about uh, built in trust. And I think that when you have a local community, hopefully you already have some rapport and some built in trust with that community. So I think that that's a good place to start as far as. Uh, branding yourself to do a particular uh, area of law or to tar uh, have a target area. And then I think it, it mostly expands from there. But one of the things that I found really helpful with, with this was actually working with other co-counsel uh, on cases that practice in the area that I was really interested in getting involved in. I think because one, they have experience um, doing, doing it and doing it well. And, you know, if you uh, have work or work with a person that's really uh good in a particular area of law, and then that person is, uh, you know, really proud of the work that you do, you know, that might be your next referral source. So I think that, uh, you know, co-counseling is something that I think that's uh, underutilized and underemphasized a lot, but it can be really valuable for both parties. And so uh, that's something that's been really helpful for me. That's a fantastic strategy. Well, if any lawyer is listening in and might be interested in becoming a referral partner or referral source with you, how can they get in touch? Yeah, you can feel free to uh, email me at brandon at brandonbankslaw.com or uh, you can you know, use, check out the website. It's brandonbankslaw.com. And I'm always looking for new referral partners and people to work with. So I'm be happy to get to know you. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Brandon. 
Thank you, Lindsay. It's been a pleasure.